Peak Wealth Management proudly presents the Trust the Plan podcast with Nick Hopwood and Jim Pilot, where we believe by providing education and guidance, we can help you retire with peak confidence. Now, here are your certified financial planners, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to episode 207 of the Trust the Plan podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Jim. And today we're talking about retirement housing choices. Sounds like a good topic. Yeah. What's your retirement housing dream? Put you on the spot here. You know, uh, I guess I hadn't thought about it a lot. Um, it didn't. I don't mind. I don't mind the sound of retiring to a little smaller place near some water, maybe get on the lake. On the lake, yeah. yeah. See some nice sunrises, sunsets. You know. So you're the one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Mine's similar. You know, I'd like to have a place on the lake here in Michigan, mm-hmm. but I'd like to also be a, a you know a snowbird and have a place down in Florida. It's pretty attractive too. Yeah, you know? but I'm 44, right, and I'm accounting for this in my financial plan. Mm-hmm. That's the key to this episode, right? Planning in advance. That's right, okay. planning in advance. So there's nothing worse than when someone comes to us with their retirement uh, goals, mm-hmm. right? And expectations, and we run through the numbers and everything looks good. Mm-hmm. And I say, all right, you know, I endorse your retirement at the end of the year or wh- whatever, yeah. you know, next year on your birthday, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or after that bonus <laughs> check clears, <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> So uh, then, this has happened a few times in my career, then they come to us, you know, maybe several months later or the next year and say, we're going to buy a place in Florida. And I'm like, would have been nice to know about that yesterday, you know? Mm -hmm. Then we run the numbers and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. The probability of success starts to, uh, to drop on the plan. Yep. Yep. And let's talk about why. Okay. Because... If you pull hundreds of thousands out of your portfolio mm-hmm. and sink it into a property, okay, the property has property taxes, insurance, mm-hmm. maintenance, window treatments, paint, a new yeah. deck, right? A new kitchen, right? The costs yeah. never end. So we're mm-hmm. not only losing this, let's say it's 300,000. This 300,000 over here, is earning okay mm-hmm. and over here it's creating mm-hmm. more liability right even if there's no mortgage it's creating more cash flow drain I call it the anti-dividend mm-hmm. we're over here collecting a dividend and over here there's not only no dividend but we're paying more into it right yeah I mean it's a it's a good analogy but I think it's so true people so easily on the surface <clears throat> will look at something and say well it's only 300, right? We got 300 in this account. We can take it out and that's it. But the, they neglect all those things you just mentioned, the taxes, the additional furniture, the additional utility expenses, right? And those things just, they add up and they, they become a real financial drain mm-hmm. as opposed to what that money was doing for us over here, helping to add to cash flow instead of subtracting away from it. I agree. And there's an episode, I forget which one it was, you know, maybe like episode 30 or episode 50, it was called the the anti-dividend, similar to the $2,000 boat ride, ride, pontoon boat ride, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. The other thing is, maybe it's not that we want to buy a house in Florida, but I want to build a a huge pole barn on my property Mm -hmm. for my Mm -hmm. stuff, right? Yeah. You know, and so then it just, for a new car that's, you know, 100,000, like these things that are just not accounted for in the plan, right? and then... It requires massive withdrawals, which puts you in a higher tax bracket, which means 
you have the anti-dividend situation, mm-hmm. okay? And maybe not even getting, maybe with a pole barn, the value is not even there when right. you're reselling. add to it. Yeah. You know, the one I feel like we see a lot too are the people that want to downsize, right? I'm going to go from this four-bedroom house to a condo. It'll be great. Well, what we see so often is that that, that two-bedroom condo is really not any less expensive than the house was. The condos are really expensive, but you add the condo association fees, which now has added a, a, you know, a higher monthly cost than you had originally anticipated. We have a new client in Chicago, and her HOA is like $900 a month. I'm like, what is going on here with this HOA? Mm-hmm. Upsetting, yeah. Yeah, that's... But those are the kind of things that, you know, and and of course, when you sell the house, you've been in for 20 years and you move to the new place, there's that reassessment on the taxes. So even though the place maybe even costs less, that doesn't mean your tax bill is going down. That's exactly right. And I love reading these Wall Street Journal personal finance articles because it's talking about, you know, boomers thinking about retiring here Mm -hmm. and there's no better time to sell your house. Right. And but the problem is, which I fully understand because I'm going to share my story in a minute. Mm-hmm. Problem is, when you sell that house for top value, you know, the other prices, the other properties, those values are up as well, and you're resetting that tax base. Mm-hmm. So let me share this. Uh, bought a house in 2009 in the Superior Township. Okay, Township taxes, Ann Arbor schools. You know, I thought it was a pretty good setup, right? Mm-hmm. So we sell it, like, after, like, 12 years, move to the city of Plymouth. Shout out to City of Plymouth mm-hmm. with their outrageous city taxes here. Okay. <laughs> so we downsized our house by 50% square foot, square footage. Mm-hmm. That's a huge drop, right? <clears throat> yeah. Get this. Property taxes up 50%. Wow. I'm not exaggerating. It's a big swing. Okay. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to share the numbers, yeah. okay? Because I'm so just disgusted with myself. So, you know, it's township taxes, city taxes, yeah, right? We go from like 1.1 acres to like 5,000 square feet of a city lot. Mm-hmm. Right. 50% less house, okay? Mm-hmm. But the value is similar. I think the, the city of Plymouth value is a little higher than the, the house we sold, okay? Yeah. To tell you, it's a testament to the demand for mm-hmm. the city of Plymouth. Okay. Yeah. But uh, the, the house that we bought and tore down, the, the annual taxes were like 4,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they've gone up like four or five X. Yeah. So I'm like, Hey, Mr. Mayor of city <clears throat> of Plymouth, uh, did you hire more firefighters? Yeah. Did you I hire more police? For this, right. <laughs> did you repave the street? Like, what did you do? Still just one house. Yeah. Right. And it's ridiculous. I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to get it. I don't want them like they didn't coming by my house, giving me more tickets. They didn't want to negotiate that. <laughs> I I actually signed up for the <coughs> what do you call it the tax evaluation session. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I signed up for it, and then I no showed. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> you stuck it to them. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably happy. They're like, oh, uh, Hopwood. And there's no one there, and I cross him off. That guy's going to eat that tax. Right. Okay. So anyway, when we're thinking about retirement housing, it's it's a really important thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Right? Do we need one house, two houses, property taxes? I mean, the property taxes, I'm telling you right now, if you want to live in a certain area, 
it's you have to account for this, okay? Yeah. Because there's people that tell us like, hey, we have a retirement goal of $100,000 a year. Well, guess what? If you want to live in this particular place, it's going to be $20,000 right. of income tax, or I'm sorry, <clears throat> of property taxes. Mm -hmm. Then there's income taxes. All of a sudden, you're only, you're only actually able to live on $5,000 5, a month. Right. You know, instead of 8,300. Yeah. So this is the, this is like the biggest epidemic. Is that the right usage? Uh, sure. I, I think, I think it, I'm here like screaming it from the mountaintops. Yeah. And no one's listening. Well, once this, once this hits uh, our YouTube channel, they'll be listening. That's right. Share for your friends. Okay. So if you are evaluating your housing situation, if you're, if you're already retired, or thinking about retirement, right? We, we think about not just investments, right? We mm -hmm. think about the whole thing. So this is part of a holistic, comprehensive financial plan. And, you know, we are the CFPs in your corner. Mm -hmm. And we believe by providing this education, we can help you make good decisions so you can retire with peak confidence. Peak Wealth Management thanks you for watching and listening to the Trust the Plan podcast featuring certified financial planners Nick Hopwood and Jim Pilot. If you enjoyed our program, please subscribe and share. If you'd like to learn more about our services, please visit peakwm.com, peakwm.com today. See you next week.